Welcome back to the Randomonium Podcast. I'm John Stom. I'm Danny Gula. This is October 7th, and this is our very first episode. Yeah. I'm excited about Woo-hoo. it. I mean, it, we, we've done a couple tests that our patrons have seen. But right. This is the first time we're, we're going to put it out there for everyone to have. Releasing it into the wild. As long now, as everything goes well. That's right. As long as we don't have any technical <laughs> glitches, this is episode one. Now, the Randomonium Podcast is uh, it's kind of tied to the Randomonium YouTube channel yeah. in that we do crazy random things on YouTube and a lot of challenges and games and stuff like that. Um, so check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. But here on the podcast, we're going to be talking about random kind of slices, bits of, um, what do you want? Stories? Know, bits, bits, yeah, stories and articles. Tidbits. Tidbits. I, I like tidbits. Tidbits. Yeah. From, yeah. A, a tidbit from the past. A tidbit from the present. And a tidbit from the future. Okay. We're gonna and come then, up with a better word, better word than tidbit yeah, for the future, but that's not great. But I like it. Yeah. So um, that's that's a format. We're gonna be just talking about random things, and the the twist is that I've brought some things to talk about that you don't know about. Yeah, I brought some things that you don't know about. That's right. And we've gone to Patreon and asked for input from our patrons. And so, they brought some things, and now right. you know because you farmed them from Patreon, but I still have no idea. That's right. Well, it's gonna be really fun. So. Uh, we want to shout out to our sponsor, uh, Twix. Yeah. Uh, do you love the feeling of cookie and caramel stuck between your teeth? Then you should reach for Twix. Uh, the sweet. Are you reading sugary... something over there? What are you reading? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretending it's, like I'm reading it's an anti-Twix ad. <laughs> the sweet sugary taste will be with you all day. No, we really are not sponsored by Twix, but we wish we were. And now we're not going to be since you just dragged them through the mud. You so didn't let me you. get to the good part. You can savor the flavor all day because it'll be there. <laughs> all right. Well, I love Twix, so um, yeah, they're good. Yes, they are good. So thank you, Twix, for sponsoring. Not sponsoring this. Episode. Not sponsoring our podcast. We'll get a sponsor one day. <laughs> someday. All right. Let's dive into the past. All right. All right, let's dive into the past. Uh, I really like this day in history kind of things, and this one was a recent thing, but it didn't... We've already moved past it, but Hmm. uh, we're kind of into fall now, so what's the one thing, fashion-wise, that you don't do, let's say, after Labor Day? Wear white. You don't wear white. Yeah, you're not supposed to. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of been... Yeah. Uh, Nobody really abides by that. Yeah, anymore. no, yeah, everybody's chilled out on that. But there was a much more serious thing back in the day. Really? What day are we talking? Uh, well, this event that I'm going to bring up is in 1922. Okay. Uh, but back in the day, uh, all men wore hats when they were outside. Right, of that course. Was a thing. If you were a gentleman, you put on your fedora or your yeah. bowler or your... Um, Cover that Stetson. head. I don't know the reasoning behind that though. I never, I never understood that. Like, it why probably has some religious background. I'm guessing. Like, maybe, um, maybe it was because maybe it was to keep your hair neat in the wind. Maybe not practical, mess it up. Practical reasons. And because a lot of those haircuts were like really short inside, and like, and you could put them in a hat, and you wouldn't really get hat head. Yeah. Um, and they were like slick down anyways yeah so in the hot hot summer heat uh-huh. you wouldn't want to wear your felt or silk fedora no of course not you would put on your a straw hat your straw hat a straw hat okay so what we're gonna be talking about here is the straw hat riot of 1922 
<laughs> I have never heard of this. And not so surprising. First of all, you hear like all the reasons people would riot. Right. Fed up with the straw hats. <laughs> but it's the opposite, actually. It was the straw hat people Wait. sick of being put down by the people who didn't want them to wear straw hats after September 15th. So, okay, hold on. Let me sort this out. All right, so... <laughs> September 15th rolls around. That was the cut cutoff for Straw Hats. And there was some sort of rule in society where people were just like, it, look, yeah. we've had it with the Straw Hats. It's been all summer. You can wear it, but no more. Yeah. It's fall now. It's Sorry, it's autumn. You need to take off the Straw Hats and put on a, a real hat. Yeah. That's the, what their argument was. That's, that was the argument. And it was an unofficial rule, but to the extent that like they'd put it in newspapers to remind people, don't wear your Straw Hat after the 15th, because it wasn't just like you'd get mocked. They would straight take your hat off and stomp on it and, like, punch holes through it and ruin your perfectly good hat. Like, authorities or just regular <laughs> people? just people. If they saw you wearing it, they would just take <laughs> your hat off your head. This is, like, a really extreme version of, like, not wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. Like, yeah, pretty much. You might much. get a light tickle or a poke or whatever, but, like... No, they'd, they'd take your hat and they'd stomp a hole through it. Now, it used to be earlier, September 1st, but then they, you know, I guess... They gave them some leeway. <laughs> Maybe global warming was starting to just pop up at that time. We'll give you to the 15th, but no longer. After that, smash in your hat. So they oppressed the straw hat people. So yeah, so what had happened was, uh, this was a couple days before the 15th. Uh-huh. Uh, there were just some workers getting off work and putting on their straw hats, and some young, some young men wanted to get in early on the the straw hat hazing right and would take off somebody's hats and it just started a fight and it just kind of started all these events that just turned into just people getting just in massive brawls <laughs> over the straw hat issue <laughs> i don't know if they just didn't have enough to like to talk about or fight for or i mean they had like women's rights and all sorts of stuff was going around going on at that time like this is the roaring 20s i guess this happened in uh new york by the way okay yeah of all places uh the initial brawl was uh was broken up by police but they continued to escalate the next evening (laughs) as gangs of teenagers prowled the streets wielding large sticks Sometimes with a nail driven through the top, looking for pedestrians wearing straw hats and beating those who resisted. With a nail club? Like, a club with a nail in it. That's not just a light riot. That's like... Yeah. That's intense. It's intense. Uh, not a lot of police got involved at first, but some off-duty police officers were involved because they were wearing straw hats. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight for this. Apparently, President Coolidge was shown wearing a straw hat on September 18th. Oh. And it was so scandalous that it made the front page. That is that is downright scandalous. Knowing yeah. what I know now, the president wearing one three days after the 15th? I don't think he was a very popular president. But uh, <laughs> there was a different straw hat incident uh, a little later uh, in, the, in 1924 where a man was murdered for wearing a straw hat. I... Man. It was a different time. It was a very different time. You know... Maybe... <sighs> I'm also thinking of, remember in the early 90s when starter jackets were around? Oh, yeah, I had one. I had an, Did you have one? I never had a starter jacket. I had an Illini one. It was a hand-me-down. So that was, I mean, that's no straw hat. Like, that's kind of hilarious. Like, it's just a simple straw hat. Yeah. Starter jackets, it was a different thing. Like, but it was kind of crazy how escalated that guy. Like, people got mugged. Mugged for their jackets. And yeah. I don't know if anybody well, they were got expensive killed. expensive jackets. They were very expensive jackets. I think my sister, I got it from my sister who I think got a hand-me-down from somebody else. Yeah. 
Like I didn't get it because we, we we didn't have a lot of money. Well, you had a starter jacket, so you had some money. I think, but I think it was a hand me down. I think it was like a gift. Well, somebody in your family got a starter jacket. None of us were <laughs> Illini fans. I don't know why we had an Illini starter I'm jacket. I'm thinking somebody like, mugged somebody and gave you maybe that jacket. Maybe my sister was in a, yeah. in a gang and uh -huh. yeah, I was inspired by these straw hats. Uh, other trivia: Do you know the round straw hat with the bill that you can think when you think of like parties in the outside parties in the 20s like you go to the park i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah the round just flat one you know like the ragtime kind of yeah it's a it's a straw boaters hat or boat oh boating yeah, hat. yeah it's a boating hat yeah is what that's for huh but yeah so anyways don't wear your straw hat after the 15th i am definitely a bad not going idea to. and if you see someone i think it's fair game to just just start punching them well no you're supposed to take the hat off <laughs> oh yeah and destroy it yeah that the problem was is those workers did not have like they weren't having it anymore. They're like, no, this is my straw hat. I've had a long day of work. You're two days early. <laughs> You're getting it. And then after that, that's when the next day, the gangs of teenagers were like, no, we have the right to take off your hat. And if you resist, I have this board with a nail in it. <laughs> that's too much, man. Too far. Well, that's your past. That's my past. Brought to you by Randomonium. Let's and, and Twix. <laughs> and Twix. <laughs> Let's bring it up to the present. All right. All right, into the present, into the now. We're into the now. Into the now, we're this, doing it. This is now. We're doing it. We're here. It looks good. I don't fear for my life. I feel like it's exactly like it was like a second ago, except just like later. Yeah. Okay, this is the present. So, I just read this article. Okay. Uh, you might have read this too, but I hope you haven't seen this because this is. I'm excited to talk about this. If, I mean, the news is pretty much entirely Donald Trump these days, so like. That's true. I don't get excited about that. What I do get excited about is a little known artist who's un unknown. Oh, I, I do know this story. Named Banksy. Oh my, this story is amazing. You know what I'm going to talk about. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is incredible. Okay, so if you guys don't know. Banksy is uh, he's a British artist um, kind of a street uh, artist he does like some street art graffiti art yeah stencils um, like stencils yeah he'll go and like sort of put up um, you know a stencil of something usually like politically kind of inspired or um, he's got a lot of work that uh, it's got like a lot of it's got a lot of message to it you know yeah. he's, he's not really just like he did up pretty he pictures. did the obama hope poster that's right well no that's that was actually shepherd fairy oh the shepherd fairy yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. but shepherd fairy and banksy they're buddies yeah that's right yeah so they both did street art they're both street artists but yeah this is banksy he's unknown nobody really knows who he is there's a lot of like educated guesses i thought but, they figured it out well a lot of people have like said they figured it out but okay. he hasn't come out and said yeah you got me okay so he's basically unknown essentially um technically i guess i should say but uh, he lives in the UK. He's um, does a lot of street art. Anyway, so that's yeah, you know who Banksy is. Yeah. Okay. So his his work goes for a lot of money in auctions. So like if he does, you know, if he tags like a side of a building, people will oftentimes like rip it down and like sell it, you know, in an auction. And check me if I'm wrong. He's not a fan of that. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's a fan. I think that's the reason behind this whole incident. Maybe. That's very. Like, that's very. Yeah, I think. He's, I think he's not a fan of people selling his work. I mean, he does a lot of like pranks and he's like kind of got a lot of like uh, humor involved in his work like yeah. it's just it's really cool um so the couple of days ago one of his pieces i think it was called girl with balloon or girl yeah. with red balloon or something you'd, you'd probably recognize it if you saw it it's, yeah it's, it's a famous pretty yeah it's just piece. a silhouette um of like a girl holding a, a balloon and it's red um it was on on a canvas in 
a frame, like this giant frame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, picture like this big art frame, like this gaudy, like kind of like a shadow box ornate. too. It's huge. Yeah, Thick. shadow box like thing. Yeah. So it's hanging on the wall at the auction house, and they're auctioning this thing off. And you know, like these these art auctions. There, it's a lot of high highfalutin. Hold my caviar while yeah. I bid, please, exactly. ma'am. Yes, yes. People are very rich bidding on some of this artwork. They hold, just, it's not like the... They, they, right. hold, they just peacefully hold up a, a number. Yeah. What was that again? Can you do that? Hey, go to... Not at all like that. Yep. This I've been to a, one of those. This is a British auction house, so you can imagine. It's very... Um, yeah. Yeah, stuffy. Very, very British. Let's, I'm, okay, you're gonna go that route. Um, <laughs> I just offended all the Brits that listen to this. That's right. Well, this Banksy piece, it's sold at the auction for like a million and a half. I want to say like 1.5 million, 1.4 or something like that. Um, it's so it, as soon as the gavel went down, so they they sell the, the painting. Gavel goes down, sold to you know the gentleman over there for one and a half million dollars. Yep. Guys, like, just imagine, like, yes, I got myself a Banksy. I'm going to put it up in my house. I'm so excited. All of a sudden, literally moments after the gavel goes down, they hear this, like, they look over, and there's a shredder, like a paper shredder, built into the frame of the painting, and the painting is sliding down into this shredder, and it's just coming out as shreds. Yeah, and what I had heard was that was, like, always the point like yeah he didn't want it to be sold yeah. so the moment it was sold it would be shredded mm-hmm. uh but the the issue with that did you hear what else no oh yes i think i'm gonna like that it's probably worth it's more doubled now. in value right which it totally would that's that was my first thought too like at first the guy who the guy who just bought it is probably like no my banksy piece what's happening to it like, i just bought that for a million dollars like what the heck it's gonna be ruined and then if you just stop and think wait this is the only... I mean, this is an amazing prank. Yeah. And there's so many questions. And it's, like, it's in strips. It's not like it's the one that chops it up. Like, right. it's totally... You could put it up and reassemble it and, like, be able to tell, like, look, oh, that's the that's shredded the bank. That's yeah. the shredded bank. One of a kind. No one has ever pulled off anything like this before. It shreds itself yeah. in this epic prank. So it's got to be worth more than what it was two seconds ago. And what's really cool about this... Yeah. That I, I like you got to imagine Banksy was in the audience because like I'm sure he unless was. he had some sort of spy or something but like he's got I'm just imagining him in the in the audience with a little remote trigger he's been waiting for this moment for a very long time as soon as it sells he's like yes hit the button shred yeah. that sucker and uh, I think it was the auctioneer or the one of the people from the the auction mm-hmm. company or whatever just like immediately just like I think we just got Banksied. Just got Banksied. They just got Banksied. Yep. I love that they were kind of like, yep. They yeah, were kind of that happened. Yeah. Um, they got the joke. I feel like somebody had to be, like, they had to be in on it. Yeah. Do you think the art, uh, the auction house was knew. in on it? Really? I feel like they had to know. They said they It inspected. was a weird looking frame. Did you see it? It was huge, but I don't think that's uncommon. I don't know. It was a. It was so thick. Yeah, but I mean, there's some giant frames and mat. I don't go to art galleries too often anymore. I used to, I used to go. Yeah. It but was, it was it, awesome. Yeah, it was, I'm just, I'm just so happy that it like worked. Like, cause yeah. you, you imagine like that could have failed at any point. Like maybe his yeah. remote trigger didn't work or maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe it did kind of fail because if you've ever seen, like it, it only came out like halfway. Yeah. I don't it know didn't if it fully shred. Yeah. I don't know if it. Just, so yeah, maybe it jammed or maybe or, that's what he wanted it to do. But either way, it's hilarious. Yeah. An awesome prank. And like, yeah, like I said, it, I think it like adds significant value to that art piece. I would be sure. excited to get that. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It'd be 
it like it'd be like that that painting of Jesus that got retouched. It's oh worth more now, right? No, 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 no. If you guys know what we're talking about, there's a fa- just Google it. Just open up like a new tab and like uh, Google. Uh, you just type, I bet if you Google Jesus, Jesus painting. painting, yeah, it's, it's probably gonna come up. But like retouch or like re you know restored, yeah, bad re- restoration or something like that. It's like this terrible. <laughs> it looks like a joke. I feel. That's not the only time something like that's happened either. No, somebody was trying to fix this painting that was just old and kind of fallen apart, and they made it look terrible. Because they they weren't a professional paint <laughs> like painting restorer. Oh, my aunt can do that. She paints. She'll fix it. I get on YouTube. And no, figure it out. no, no. But I don't know what they would do with the Banksy thing now. Do they leave it in the frame, just kind oh, of dangling? Yeah, now, you gotta leave it. That's they, the piece now. That was. I you mean, think that's the whole thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Producers off camera checking out the, the Jesus painting. <laughs> the Jesus painting. It's so awesome. It's incredible. So I, if I'm having a bad day, I look that up and I just. You can't stop laughing. <laughs> I bet that. like. So. Oh, Banksy put it on his Instagram? Yeah. He has an Instagram account? I've never seen this video live, like, as it happens. Oh, man! And everyone's I've looking. Only se- I've only seen the results. The reactions are amazing. Everyone starts pointing and like, wait, what? What's happening? Oh, that guy's sad. They're, they're taking, taking it off the wall. Maybe like, they weren't in on it. They weren't in on it. Yeah, that's what I know. You'd have to. It's a long con. Yeah, that's yeah. what's so cool about this. Is like he. A few years ago, I secretly built a shredder into a painting. Oh, here's behind the scenes on him doing it. Oh, I haven't seen this video. I need to see this. Yeah, this is pretty incredible. Instagram, Banksy's Instagram. Um, yeah, head over to Banky, Banksy's Instagram. We'll we'll put that up uh, in the YouTube version of this video yeah, too. Yeah. So down in the show. If you, notes. On our, if you go on our YouTube channel, you'll you'll see some. Super cool, some man. Things. It makes me appreciate Banksy anymore. I I know he's kind of like, it's like uncool because Banksy's like. You know, it's it's uncool to like him because whatever people he, are like. Oh, I'm so over Banksy. Oh, he's so he's so, so like mainstream. 20 years ago, but he's he does cool stuff, and this yeah. like this proves it, man. Yeah, that was epic, epic, awesome. He had to be sitting there waiting with it. Like, he's he, had, he totally. I'm he I'm saying to. he did it. Yep. All right, well, let's kick this thing into future mode. 88 miles an hour. Let's, let's do go. it. Welcome to the future. Into the future, all the way into the year two thousand. Oh, we didn't hit the harmonies on that well at all. Not at in the all. Future, well, in the future, they don't hit like traditional mm-hmm. harmonies, conventional harmonies. It's very. No, dissonant. we've evolved past a twelve-note scale. That's right. Our ears can hear extremely dissonant harmonies. Sub, subtones. That's right. Well, this is the future, and uh, so today's bit, tit, we're tidbit, is that what we're calling tidbit. it? We're calling tidbits today. Okay. Next week we'll call them something else. Yeah, we'll call them something else. That's, it kind of makes me cringe. Tidbit, you know, that's one of those Urban Dictionary things. Yeah, don't, when you, uh, don't, don't Urban Dictionary tidbits. I feel like that's something you don't want to do. That's something else. All right, so you posed a question to our patrons. I did. Okay. Now, this is a, kind of a hypothetical question about the future, Okay. and I threw it out to our patrons, and I figured we could talk about it. Yeah. And we also got a response from one of our patrons. Awesome. So I'll, I'll read that too. So first, let me read the question, and you guys can be kind of chewing on this. You find a book and begin to read, only to discover that it is your life. You get to the point that you are at now. Do you turn the page, knowing that you will not be able to change the events to come? We're talking about this topic. That's okay. <laughs> I started to read my own post. We're talking about this topic and more on tonight's podcast. Oh, wow. So do you turn the page, knowing that you will not be able to change the events to come? That's a, that's a big fish scenario there. You that's know? true. Do you want to know... Your, about your own death mm-hmm. not even just your death but like your whole the next life. 10 minutes like you you flip the pages until you get to like right now page 
9,842. You're recording this podcast. Yeah. You're like, do I turn this page to find out what happens when I go home tonight? Do you think there's anything I could Biff Tannen out of that? As far as like a sports almanac? Yeah, like a great sports almanac, that thing. And like if I'm reading the book, could I? Is it, do you think there's going to be events in there that I could gamble on? Oh, most definitely. I mean, yeah, you'll know tons of like, stuff. But it's got to be noteworthy enough to be in the book. Like, Oh, but yeah, I mean, if like it's your your life, like, I mean, yeah, I guess you don't know how detailed the book is. Is it like your every thought and word? Because like in my, in my story, there would definitely be the 2011 World Series. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing moment. You weren't there, right? No, I wasn't there. I was in Chicago at the time. Okay. But I remember like game six, mm-hmm. rushing home. Uh, from work because the game had started and I hadn't I hadn't yeah I wasn't able to listen to it but I was recording it as at the time when I still had cable television mm, I remember that and cable television and my daughter was in her she was a baby and she was in her Cardinals gear and I was in my and I went home and I got immediately got out of my work clothes and put on my Cardinals gear my wife was wearing hers and we watched it my wife doesn't like sports at all it was such a good game such a good game. I mean I'm actually interested to talk to somebody who's not a Cardinals fan and see like if they thought that game was as epic as I, Cardinals I, I fans I think did. you have to objectively think it's like one of the greatest oh, baseball games of all time it was so good like everybody was just riveted but so that would definitely be in my yeah, that's story in because that was a big moment for me just yeah. watching that game like, yeah. and, and also just sharing it with my family my so new you flip family. back a couple pages you find the 2011 World Series you kind of relive that for a second well yeah but so I'm saying if there's another moment right. like that mm-hmm. in the future I could definitely Biff Tan in it yeah. and put a couple bets down mm-hmm. and just basically guarantee my retirement money. Oh, for sure. Um, now, that's just for personal gain. But then the other end of it, do you want to know everything that's going on in your whole, like specifically your life? Yeah. Well, I guess here's the thing, because it does say this. I, I pulled this question from the Internet. I didn't write this. Right. It says, do you turn the page knowing that you will not be able to change the events to come? So I kind of take that to mean like. Like, if you want to take it really literally, like, even if you did Biff Tan in that, like, if you were like, okay, so I know who's going to be in the 2022 World Series. Yeah, I'm not changing anything. Yeah, but the butterfly effect, man, you're going to change things just by knowing it and placing bets on it and becoming super rich. But if I've already... Because becoming super rich, is that in the book? If it's written, yeah, it would be in the book. It would be Danny put a bet on the 2023 World Series. So the book knows that you're going to find the book. And place bets yeah, based I would on think, the book. I would think when you get to that point, it'd be like, and I found this book, <laughs> and I've realized it's about my life. And like, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm reading my exact there. thoughts right now. And now I'm deciding, am I going to turn the page? Right. And I guess you could, you don't have to make that decision at that point. You, you just could let just the let the book tell you if you turn the what page What do I do, not. book? <laughs> yeah, that's... Like, am I going to do this? And I asked myself, am I going to do this? Yeah. Okay, um, well, let me let me just tell you what, what um, our friend April said on okay. Patreon. She said, I'm just going to read it. Being that I'm the kind of person who can still thoroughly enjoy something, even if I, even if someone told me spoilers, and that uh, I handle the tough stuff in life poorly sometimes, I probably would keep reading. If nothing else, I'd be able to emotionally prepare for when life would get tough, and that might actually make it easier to cope with. Knowing when bad was going to come, knowing when bad was going to come, especially if I knew for a fact I couldn't change it, would just reinforce to me how precious and important the good times were. Now, she... Had another comment too, but I'll just kind of. I don't know, because remember being a kid, yeah, and knowing you're about to get in trouble, like you have to go home and tell your parents something, like you did at school or something. Like kid, they don't. But do you remember that sinking feeling and putting it like put like not talking to them about it, like Mm -hmm. like, trying to hide it, put it off, 
put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off until right before bedtime. Like, <laughs> last minute. Yeah. Like, I hated that feeling. Yeah. That's true. Hated it. Yeah. So you, every bad thing in your life, you're not, now, yes, you could prepare for it, but you also would have the benefit of being like, this isn't how I go. Mm-hmm. I know. But then you'd also know when you go, so that'd be beneficial too. You get to cl- say all your goodbyes for sure. Yeah. But the like you're saying, like the con- your conscience would just be so burdened by like all of these decisions that are like your your mistakes and everything yeah. and everything bad that happens to you that you would just be completely paralyzed. Yeah, you're gonna probably figure out like all the ways you messed up your kids. Mm-hmm. Way before you did it, and now you're just like looking at your kids the whole time, like, ah, oh, I gave you an irrational fear of spiders, mm-hmm. and that caused you to fall off a bridge when you were 37. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did give your daughter an irrational fear of, of thunderstorms. thunderstorms. Yeah. yeah, I did do that. Yeah, well, that's not an irrational fear. I feel like fear of thunderstorms. She's kind of got over it. That's irrational. But yeah, it's it was, a, it was a big thing for a while. Yeah, I can see that. Kids are easy to mess up. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, consult the book. I mean, maybe they're fine. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're fine. I prob- I'm going to say I probably wouldn't do it. You probably would I wouldn't, not I would going. not. I would not turn the page. I wouldn't want to know. I'm leaning that way, too, honestly, because it w- I'm curious. Like, I mean, that's the thing. That's the question, really. It's like, yeah. you're curious. It piques your curiosity. You want to know the good things that are going to happen to you. And even some of the bad things, like, like April said, like, you kind of want to know some of the bad things, as long as they're not going to, like, crush you. Um, because then you can kind of be like, okay, now I can take it day by day, knowing that I've got, you know, this much more time with my family yeah, or yeah. whatever. Knowing how much time you have left on this earth, I feel like would be a super beneficial thing. If you could tell exactly yeah, when you were going to die. Mm-hmm. I, I did really like that about Big Fish. He lived his whole life like, this isn't how I go. Yeah. So he was just like the bravest, like most outgoing man in the world because right. like, like this isn't he know. knows i know yeah i mean maybe that's a slight tweak that we could make to this book is like our ideal book would be one that just tells you when you're going to die but not all of the events leading up to it do you think you would want that i, I feel you, like i would want to know the when page, i died what's that i feel like if i could just go to the end and find out when i died yeah but here's an interesting question would you be too tempted to try to stop the bad things that were going to happen like if your family got in a car accident right even though you couldn't change it you couldn't change it like i feel like yeah i would still be trying to I'd right be like, yeah the the urge to you know save your family or whatever from an accident would be you can't stop that urge yeah so and that that would just like that would be like frustrating oh it'd be all like hanging over me all the time yeah so that's hmm. why i wouldn't do it like that like i would not be able to handle that stuff like Granted, I do see, like, you know, I think it's probably a personality thing, but, mm-hmm. like, that would just burden me so much, and I'd rather just, like, live life being like, you know, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. Like, I'm an optimistic person. Yeah. And that's probably comes from, like, I generally can always say, like, probably be okay. Right. Probably be okay. Now, when things, when I know things are going to be bad, I get a little down on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, you're going to your parents with your tail between your legs. Yeah. Now, we, you and I both, uh, share the same beliefs. Yeah. And I think that we got to kind of touch on that too, because I feel like that plays into this. Right. We, we are both Christians uh-huh. and, um, I think, I think we're made to not know. I mean, obviously like right. humans, like we can't, no being can know what's coming next except for God. But I think that's by design, by good design, because we can't handle it. 
Like, like we're saying, I feel, I'm with you. Like, I feel like if we knew too much, we would not be able to handle that. Yeah, I feel like you could probably go. I think you might go you mad. Go, yeah, you might go crazy. Maybe that's what. Maybe crazy people are just people that can. Like, maybe the people that are like, the end is near. Maybe some they of them are right. Know, and like, yeah. They're just like, I can't handle all this. Imagine if you did know the end was near. If that was in the book, the world is ending. I would be in a white padded room. You'd be a crazy man. You'd yeah. be in Vegas on the corner street just yelling, the end is coming. So Jesus says, like, to not worry about tomorrow. I was actually just reading this to my son in, like, the children's Bible that I was reading tonight. There's a little verse that talks about how he says, um, don't, like, don't worry about tomorrow. I take care of the birds. I take care of the flowers. I'm going to take care of you. Right. Because like, I care about you more than the birds and the flowers. So I think that's that's good advice. Like, just let it be. Let tomorrow be. It's. I mean, there's going to be there's gonna be struggles tomorrow and throughout the rest of our lives. But there's going to be some good times, too. And I think, like, not knowing is kind of, it's by design because then we can rely on God. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think that is a, that, that's a burden that you don't have to have. That's, mm-hmm. like, a very fatherly thing. Like, hey, I know everything. Uh-huh. I'll take care of it. Imagine. Mm-hmm. That's a big question. I'm going to say no. No, I'm Would not you turning let, the page. Here's another tweak. I'm Would you let somebody else read your book? Ah. Uh, Stranger, for sure. You would let a stranger read it? Yeah. Would you watch them read it so you could see their face? Be like, oh, snap! 28 pages later, this dude, something's happening. Oh, you just made me think about something else. What if, like, by the time you realize, like, it's the book, like, Uh about my life, and you get to now, and there's a very thin section of book left. <laughs> That's very true. This book there's doesn't only like keep three changing. pages left. <laughs> you start sweating. Like, wait a second. Uh, that changes it. Like, how much of the book is left when it gets to now? That's like, really that's good a good. Maybe we need to like be scrolling on our phones. It's not a book. It's a it's a scrolling. Thing. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know how much is left it's in the an bottom. Ebook. It's an, it's an ebook. <laughs> it's an audio book. No, because you'd still have the scroll bar. You'd know. Not no, with you'd... an ebook. Yeah, but with an audiobook, you don't know. If you're just listening to it. No, there's a timeline. Like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm assuming you're not you're not looking at the screen. Oh, I'd be tempted to look. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tempting. That's a It's a good question because I think uh, yeah, we're so curious. Yeah, if it's a really... Because oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amend my answer. If it's a short section, yeah. if, it's very, if it seems like I'm pretty close to the end, I'm looking. You're going to look. Because I'm going to need to know... Like how so this I can happening? get my things in order. Like next week, this That's is going useful. down. useful. Like if I know the book's thin from now on out, yeah. I better figure out what's going on. I'll throw in April's final comment. She said she was thinking about it even more. Um, I think knowing when good would happen would help ease the sad, angry, worrisome, scary times. I would be able to say, this sucks, but I know when it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Also, the thoughts that keep me up at night, like, will I ever marry someone? Am I going to have kids? Will I be a good mom? Will I do well at my career? So like the kind of the big questions of life. Um, uh, no, there won't be worries anymore because you'll know if your, uh, if your premise is true, that knowing won't change anything. Even if I got a fatal, even if I got fatalistic about it, the results would be the same. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's how I kind of feel when like a current event happens that I'm not happy about. Like you just kind of rest in like, like you can't change it. You can't change the thing. Like I'll fight. Especially, like, if it's, like, something political, like, I'll fight to try to influence people or, like, yeah. say my opinion until it happens. And once it's gone, I'm like, or once it's happened, win or lose, I'm like, all right, whatever. Right. Don't worry Can't about change it. it anymore. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's a good place to be. Because I think you can, like like we said, you can kind of go crazy with you could dwell, stressing. Yeah. And- but, yeah, so I, I would only look through it if 
there was not a lot left to read. I'd be curious about that too. Yeah. If, if was, there's a ton left, there's too let much it be. to know. Yeah. Like that's too much information. But if it's just mm -hmm. a little bit, like <laughs> I need to figure that out. Yeah. It could just be thin because he decided not to read. Ooh. Oh, Joey just snap. said. Joey just said it could just be thin because we decided not to read. You're blowing my mind. Now the book is literally like it's like you said. Like the book is yeah. reacting to your decisions about the book. It's like a never-ending story scenario. Mm -hmm. Remember never-ending story? Yeah. It's still going on. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like when he's reading the book, you know. Yeah. He's reading the book and it's like. <gasps> Yeah. What? It's reacting to you reading the book, and that's changing the book. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this is an unanswerable question, but it's it's a good thing to think about. I yeah. Think. I mean, regardless, if it's thin, I'm I'm reading. <laughs> you're reading. Because I mean, yeah. Because if it's thin, like you're like, and he decided not to read the book. Dang it. Yeah. And that's what you do. Like you get disappointed because you make the decision to read to the end, and it says, "Dang it, <laughs> dang it." <laughs> I don't read the rest of the book. That's the end. Come on. <laughs> oh, that would be a very disappointing ending. <laughs> be the best troll on whoever wrote this magical book. <laughs> so then I made the decision to read the end of the book and realized as I read the book, I had made the decision not to read the end of the book. <laughs> the and end. I said, dang it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> best book ever. All right, well, that'll wrap up this podcast. This was really fun. A lot of crazy, all-over-the-place topics. So, yeah, um, if you want to get involved, uh, check us out on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Randomonium Show. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and check us out on YouTube because we'll be putting the video up from this as well as we do an awesome live video every week and some other recorded videos sometimes as well. So yep. see some stuff there. Yeah, and one last shout-out to our sponsor, Twix. Thanks for the crunchy cookie and the caramel goodness. You stayed in my teeth the whole video. Yep. Uh, if you do actually want to sponsor us, Twix, I would love to be snacking on something. Yeah, we, I would definitely consider that. Sounds good. All right, well, we'll see you guys next time. All right, see you.